It's Thursday. Yeah, it is. It's time for another travel log. If you are in Helsinki, Finland, and you're sitting down having a coffee, I heard recently that Finnish, the Finn, the Finns, the, the Finnish, the Finns, <laughs> drink the most coffee out of everyone in the world. Quite surprising. If you are in Miami, Florida, and you're having a cigar, <laughs> it's a massive generalization of half the population of Miami, <laughs> then I would invite you to join me. I am in Rome still. I'm still in Rome. I will be in Rome next week. I was in Rome last week as well. And uh, I'm on a rooftop terrace in this place. <laughs> I know, too much information. I'm on a rooftop terrace in this place. It's like a, it's a hotel, but they, they have some rooms where they, they've turned it into like a hostel. They've got like five beds in a room and then they like turn that into a hostel and just, you know, you, know, you pay per bed. It's really good, really good place. So that's where I am. And today, today is a little bit different. If you came here looking for a travel podcast, I, I'm very sorry. But for today, by request... Is because many of you did say, yeah, because I asked last week, should I do this episode like, you know, about myself because it feels weird. And quite a few of you were like, yeah, do it. Yeah. So here I am. I'm a man of the people. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be all about me. I know. Boring. Right. So turn off now if you like. Turn off. Now is your chance. <laughs> right. So this one is about me. Nothing has happened this week. So this, I've got like nothing to talk about. What well, has happened this week? Really nothing. Uh, when I, no, actually nothing at all. So, <laughs> right then. On to the topic. Straight on to the topic. This is going to be a short one today, I think. I think it's going to be a short one. So, about me. Here we go. <laughs> God, that was a ramble already. Okay. So, my name is Hayden Lee, as you know. That was not my birth name. <laughs> it's already gone weird. It's already gone weird. That was not my birth name. And I'm going to leave it at that. Bit of a mystery. I'm going to leave it as a bit of an, bit of an enigma. <laughs> right, I was born in Shrewsbury, which is a town in Shropshire, the birthplace of two legends. Number one, Charles Darwin. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting myself as the second legend now. I didn't know whether that was clear. So, <laughs> born in Shrewsbury in Shropshire. Shropshire is a really nice county. It's uh, it's incredibly rural, and uh, well, it's really conservative actually. It's like super. I don't know, it's, uh, it's, I guess it's like a lot of places in England, it's 95% white, literally 95%, I looked it up. <laughs> it's like, the average age is like 125, you know? So Shropshire's like that. But it's weird because half of Shropshire, well, the vast majority of Shropshire is like rolling hills and it's where Lord of the Rings was based apparently. And uh, it's like rolling hills and kind of stuff like that. But then there's this part in Shropshire called Telford. And right? <laughs> if you're from there, you'll know. It's kind of, it's like Mordor, actually. It's, the, it's you know, it's that place where you do not go. <laughs> so I was born on the cusp of Telford, and that kind of informed my life, well, thusly. So <laughs> I was born into a working class family, working class, right? I've talked about the class system in England before. It's, you never leave the class that you're born into. You never leave it. You can get as much money as you want. You'll still be working class. <laughs> the people in the other classes won't, won't accept you into their class. It doesn't work like that, you know? So my parents, 
you'll find about, about more about my mother next week for she will be here and uh so yeah i'll leave it to that actually and my dad was or still is he's still alive that's what i said was uh, <laughs> my dad is hmm he's in he's like the epitome of man in in a lot of ways you know stocky you know kind of british bulldog build you know <laughs> stocky and kind of doesn't take anything from anyone, you know, that type of thing. That's what I grew up with. I grew up in that, in that kind of family where, you know, it's like, oh, no, dad's coming home. And then you kind of <laughs> pretend that you've been good all afternoon, you know. <laughs> it's that type of thing, that type of thing. Wait till your dad gets home, you know. So I was, <laughs> I was crazy. That. that also affected a lot of my beliefs and how I am and, and whatnot. So this is, I'm just giving kind of, you know, a behind the scenes of me in a sense, you know, like if you're thinking, oh, why is he saying that? You kind of maybe understand a little bit more, you know? So that was my dad and he was a biker, still is. And from before I can remember, there's always been bikes. There's always been bikes there. Maybe it's because I have a bad memory. I don't know. We'll find out next week. But <laughs> there, there's always been bikes. I remember Kawasaki, Suzuki, Suzuki or Honda. I don't know. I remember, yeah, bikes all the time. All the time bikes, right? Because <laughs> my dad is... Well, a biker, he rides bikes. That's what he does, you know? So maybe because of, maybe because of my parents and they were kind of, hmm, they kind of allowed us to think how we wanted to. They, like, I was born, like the family I was born into wasn't religious in any sense. And so we weren't, we weren't brought up with any religious ideals or anything like that. It was like, yeah, believe what you want believe what you want you know and it's like cool that's good i like that and so because of this i instantly felt kind of different to everyone especially because my first or my second school rather the one i remember was uh, an anglican school anglican so very religious there was a rector he uh, careful with that word there was a rector he uh, he used to come into the school every week or something and do like what do they call them prayers and, and that so <laughs> he did that and everyone's into it obviously because but I was there being told at home, like, believe what you want. And so, I don't know, I instantly felt a bit different. And it's so hard to put into words. But I, does anyone, I asked this last week, does, any, does everyone else feel like this? Like different to everyone else? I totally felt that. I don't know, it's weird. So <laughs> I've just thought of another thing that happened around that time, actually. So I would have been about like 10 or something, like 10 years old, right? And uh, I told you this isn't about travel. This is like, this is, uh, I kind of didn't want to do this episode because it's like, it could easily be boring. It could, because e you know what I mean? It's like, who cares about some guy's past? You know, what happened to him in school? But I, I thought about it and I would like to hear this from the podcast that I listen to, you know? If like Bill Burr was like, hey, so this is my, this is my childhood. This is how I got to here, you know? If Joe Rogan said, I'd love it. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of trying to keep that in my mind. If you, if you're not a fan, turn it off. It's all good, right? <laughs> so when I was like 10 or something, right, this thing happened and I think it totally changed me, right? So I had this friend Swigs, right? <laughs> and growing up in a village, I'm a country boy, by the way, growing up in a village, like everyone has like nicknames. I never had a nickname, but everyone has them. So I had like Swigs, Bud, Veg, uh, P-Man, Bumshaw, uh, <laughs> everyone, had, everyone had names, you know? So me and Swigs are in school, right? And then the, uh, the head teacher like, brings us into this room. They're like, you know, come and, come and join us, right? We're like, I am. What's this about? And so they're like, right, so Paul, right? That was our friend Paul. She said, Paul's telling us that you've been bullying him, right? You've been kind of, you know, calling him names, following him about, stuff like this. And this had genuinely, right? I wouldn't lie about it now, you know, 18 years later. This had genuinely not happened, right? So this was 
completely unfounded. I don't know why, I still don't know why, you know, I don't know, but completely unfounded, right? And so I was like, well, no. <laughs> Maybe it's because my, my dad was always coming home and regaling us with stories about at work when someone would say something to him and he'd just go man on them. And so, <laughs> and so I was like, well, no, that, that clearly didn't happen. And they were like, well, look, we know it happened. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. And they said, look, just all you got to do is admit it and it'll all be over. You know, just admit it. And I said, well, no, obviously not. Obviously not. It didn't happen. They said, look, you know, do the right thing. <laughs> I was like, no. And then they said, right, we're going to call your parents in if you don't admit it. And then Swigs, <laughs> sitting next to me, Swigs, he goes, all right, we did it. We did it every day. <laughs> just cracking man he didn't want his parents called in you know so I didn't, you know admittedly he's 10 years old but at the time I was like Twix what are you doing man <laughs> you're incriminating me in something that didn't happen obviously I didn't use those words and uh, <laughs> and then the teacher turns to me and she goes, look, Swigs is doing the, what did she say? I can't remember now, but it's something like doing the, the mature thing, doing the manly thing, doing the grown-up thing and admitting to it. And I'm there like, what is this? What's going on here? So ever since then, I think I've had it this, this instant, instant dislike for authority, man. I can't, I can't do it. I can't, I just got, ever since then, man, that's totally shaped me, man. It's crazy how these things in your past shape how you are today, man. Have a think now about, about how you think about certain situations and think back to why, why must I think this way? Why, why is that my first inclination? Is it from my parents? Is it from something that happened in my past? Often, oftentimes the answer is yes to one or both of those things, right? So this plays a part in when I turned 11, I started playing guitar, right? And I instantly got drawn into punk rock music. Obviously, you can see, like, if you look back on your life, you can see how this path kind of formed itself, right? I instantly got into punk rock music, big fan of the Sex Pistols, especially oh, my favorite bit. <laughs> my favorite bit was listen to a song called Bodies by the Sex Pistols. Oh, man. And the third verse. The third verse is pretty late on in the song, but it, the way it starts, ah, oh, it's so, it, it encapsulates how I felt <laughs> at that time. So good, right? So I was really big into punk rock music, right? And I started playing guitar, I started joining bands and everything like this. And at the same time, because when you're 11 in the UK, you go into high school. And so I went into the school and it was, <laughs> it's called Adam's Grammar School, right? <laughs> And it's, it, they, they call it like a, it's like a haberdasher school. It, I, we didn't like, you know, sew stuff, but it was like, it, I don't know, haberdashers are some people and they fund school. I don't know. But um, it was the same school that, uh, that Jeremy, what's his name? That, uh, that politician bloke for the red team. Uh, he went there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it was, it was the, the perfect contrast to, to my views, you know? I mean, I got my dad there with his motorbike. I had my mom there. My mom's a total badass. I had all this stuff in my head with all this punk rock and everything like that. And I'm going to this school, which is, it looks like Hogwarts, you know? <laughs> and with these ridiculous rules. I've talked about this before, man. And so, yeah, it was the perfect contrast. I was recently, well, it wasn't recently at all. I was on a plane uh, coming from somewhere to Moscow and there was this guy on a plane. His name was Valentine Pelka. He was an actor. He was in The Pianist, right? And I was sat next to him, right? And we got talking because I always talk to everyone on a plane, right? And we got talking and he was, uh, I was telling them all about my school and everything like that. And he, he had, you know, a lot of the same, same feelings. And then he said, well, do you think it was a, do you think it was a good thing going to that school? 
And at first I was like, nah, man, nah. It was it was completely against against what I believed and everything like this and that. And he goes, nah, man, that's surely that's formed you in a much better way. It they gave you the opposition. You know what I mean? They gave you something to, they gave you the machine in which to rage against. You know what I mean? So that would have, that would have made me steadfast in my opinion. That would have grown that side of me, which I think is a good thing. I think it's a good thing to think for yourself. I think it's a good thing to not just accept what the, what the given authority tells you, right? It's, I don't know, man. Maybe I always say this, but I think I went a little too far the other way. Like I was in a lot of punk rock bands and we had our own, we had our own morals in a sense. We had our own things. Like we were very, I don't know, it's weird. We were like staunchly anti-racist. Like that was a big thing in the, in the punk rock scene, right? So I was in a band with like Jamaicans and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And so it was, I don't know, that was, that was a big part of our morals and, and we had a big anti-authority thing going on. And I think I went too far the other way though, because I would, I remember one time I had a leather jacket and I put a, an obscene word on the back, the, the word that you're thinking of. I put that on the back and red plumber's tape, just walking around town like, yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of what I was like. I was a punk rocker, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so school kind of helped that school really helped that you know and like every one of my friends from school I think maybe 9 out of 10 of my friends from school went on to go to Oxford and Cambridge and stuff like this right and so I was I was not like them in a sense <laughs> and so after that right at the end of school they said to me because you can stay on for sixth form or, or go and they said you're uh, you're not thinking of staying are you <laughs> I was like, no. And they're like, good, 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 good. So after that, I went to uh, went to music college. Right? I went to college and did music. Right? Then I went to university. And the only reason I went to university was because this is, is this boring? This sounds, bo- I'm boring myself, man. <laughs> but maybe it's because I already know this stuff. I went to university, right? It gets more interesting. Uh, this is my life I'm talking about. It, it gets more interesting. Yeah, so I went to university. And the only reason was because a couple of my friends were going and it's like, it's university, man. It's, you know what I mean? You live in a house with your friends, you get a big old loan to pay for all this stuff and there's just, you know, uh, things to do, right? So, <laughs> so I went to university and did music, technology and production, sound technology, the physics of sound, all these things, right? And so that, that kind of, again, uh, kind of builds the, the kind of the step towards where I am now. It really does, man. And I always think about this, like, if I didn't make that one decision that one day, I talk about this a lot, if I didn't make that one decision that one day, then I wouldn't be where I am right now. And that's totally true. And you can put it down to the, the smallest of decisions. The small, I'll, I'll, I'll get onto that, right? So after university, right, I joined this band. I still had the same mindset, still this punk rock kid with this dislike for authority and I want to do it. I want to get, like, get freedom and do things my own way, right? This is all I wanted, right? And so I joined this band and uh, Pete that was here last week was the singer of the band, right? And we were a, I've said this before, a heavy metal 80s band, that type of stuff. And that was, at the time, it was the pinnacle of kind of the, the thought, the, the mindset that I had at the time. It was... It wasn't even against, it was against authority, but it was a dislike for authority. And it was a want to not make your own rules and live by your own morals, but to break their rules. <laughs> it was, like I said, too much in the opposite direction, right? It was a want to see how far you can push it. And this, 
this instilled a lot of confidence in me. And I already had a lot of confidence, but this instilled a lot of confidence because when you're when you walk into a place and you've got a leather jacket, you've got long hair, you're wearing eyeliner and lipstick, when you walk into a place like that with your band, you have to have the confidence. And we walked into everywhere thinking that we owned the place, right? It was completely misguided, but <laughs> but that kind of built that, right? And then what happened was what happened was I, uh, I met this girl, right? I met this girl. Me and my guitar player met these two sisters, Brazilian sisters, right? And so we started a relationship with them because <laughs> we took the van from the band, right? Which was my van anyway. And we weren't allowed in their house, right? Because they lived with their parents still. And we, uh, like I said, we had long hair and makeup and leather jackets and whatnot. So we weren't allowed anywhere near them. So as soon, we would sleep in the van over winter. We would sleep in the van outside of their house. And as soon as their parents would leave in the morning, that's when we'd go. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. So uh, the band ended because of a lot of terrible reasons and the same reasons why a lot of 80s, you know, glam metal bands. And so the band ended and this is where it gets on to travel. This is where it gets on to travel, right? Because before all this, it's only been the mindset for travel because I believe travel... <sighs> I believe you need a certain, or you don't need, but it's helpful to have a certain mindset. And that certain mindset brings people into travel. That mindset of, I want to be free. I want to live by my own rules. I don't want to be governed by these people. These people don't have what I believe in as their morals. These people don't want what's right for me. Like, do you really think any of the, enough getting into politics now, even though I know nothing about it. Do you think that any of these politicians care for you at all? Do you think that any of, this, the, any of the things that the government put in place are there to help you? <laughs> I don't know why I got so angry then <laughs> but I don't think it's the case man I don't think it's the case if you gave them enough money they'd change their mind you know what I'm saying so what was my point? <laughs> travel that's it so I think that type of mindset I think I, I think a lot of you will agree with me. Got, whoa, let's try and talk a little bit slow I think a lot of you will agree with me on that man it's like these people don't have what I believe to be true as their morals you know what I mean so <laughs> So after a while of living together, me and this, uh, this girl, one day I was like, man, I, I still don't, ever since, you know, way back then, I still have this feeling of not belonging here. I do not belong here. These people all around us, they don't, they don't believe the same things that I believe. They don't hold the same things dear to themselves that I do, right? I need to be around my people. I need to find my people, right? Because, I mean, we're, we're humans. We like to have our tribes, right? I couldn't find my tribe. My tribe didn't exist in that place, right? That was in Nottingham in England. And so I was like, okay, let's move to Australia. Let's just, you know, get a bunch of money together, give away all our stuff and move to Australia because it was as far away as I could think and, you know... It's, it's a good, for, well, in fact, a couple of episodes ago, I did a good first steps into travel and it was one of them. So I thought, let's do that, right? So we did. We did. We gave everything away. We sold everything uh, that we couldn't give away <laughs> and, uh, and we left and we went to Australia, right? And then when we, were there, when we were there, it was half, so for the first year or so, it was traveling around, right? It was traveling around, being free, finding that freedom and having that team of you and your partner and having that team and just kind of making your own tribe, right? Finding out who you are. And then it was, it was a case of kind of, I've said this again, I'm repeating myself a lot. And <laughs> what was I saying? Yeah, so it was kind of building a life there. I was still in that old, hey, let's build a life type of thing. I'll get a job, you do that. You know what I mean? It was still like building a life thing. And so after a couple of years, it was like, right, in fact, I remember it so well. We were sitting down, we were drinking some wine, and I said, you know how 
you know how we're kind of really good friends? And she goes, yeah. I said, let's just do that. She was like, yeah, yeah, cool. And so we were. So we, after four years, we were like, we were just friends now. Because I can't remember the reason why, but, <laughs> but yeah. And so we, we still lived together for the next six months. It was all cool, right? And then, and then I moved. I moved from Australia. I went to Indonesia first, right? And that's when, this is when I found out that it was my love for travel that I needed to pursue, right? This is when I found that out, right? And so I kind of went around, went around Bali quite a bit, had the island romance, which I've talked about before. And then from there, it was uh, to Vietnam next, because right next to it, because the guy I was uh, hanging out with in uh, Indonesia was like, hey man, you should go to Vietnam and, and do bottom to top on a motorbike. I was like, yep, let's do it. So I went there and did that. And that's when, that's when it crystallized for me that what I really want is the freedom. That's what I'm going for. That's what I want in my life, the freedom. That's what my life search is. It's for freedom. My life search is for freedom and all, which is what I explained last week, the, the freedom to do all, the freedom to not have those authority figures, I suppose, in my life telling me what I can and cannot do, right? This is my life, man. So... <laughs> So I found out in uh, Vietnam and then I went to India, stayed in an ashram for, uh, for quite a while. And India's crazy, I've talked about it before. And then <laughs> contracted dengue fever, always fun. And I don't want to repeat myself too much on this, right? But I've told the story before about having dengue fever and then being able to, well, well not being able to find uh, a hospital. I went to one, they said, yeah, you need an IV, you're so severely dehydrated. I said, hook me up. They said, yeah, we don't have one. I said, where's the nearest one? They said, New Delhi. I said, seven hours away? They said, yep. And so I went, <laughs> went to New Delhi on the bus, horrible bus journey, and then uh, decided to get on a plane and go to England. So I went back to England and when my mom first saw me off the plane, she was crying. Why was she crying? Was it because she hadn't seen me in years and she was finally seeing me again? No, it was because I had lost 20 or 30 pounds and I looked like I was about to die. So, <laughs> so I went back to England. And then getting back to England, right? I'm talking faster now because it might be a mistake. I'll probably you know, fall over my words quite a bit. But I'm talking faster because I'm boring myself. <laughs> Maybe it's because I already know this story because I've lived it. But... <laughs> I don't want you guys to be bored, right? So, man, I, I should have just not done that. And then, yeah, anyway, so, <laughs> where was I? Yeah, and then I went back to England, and I've said this before, but I started getting that feeling of when I went back, I was, I was at one with everything. I'd just been living in an ashram. I was peace with the world, man. I, was, I, was, I had been traveling for years, and I was just like, man, everything is cool. And then I started getting back into the habits, back into the mindset of the past when I was in England and it's, oh, this is not my place. Oh, look at these people. What are they doing? And all of this stuff. And the neg negativity was coming back into me, man. We've all had that feeling when we come back from travel and we go, oh no, I'm, I'm back here. Maybe not all of us, but that feeling of when you come back and you go, ah, oh, this is incredibly underwhelming <laughs> having, been, having come from where I've just come from and been doing what I've just been doing and living the life of freedom that I've just been living. I'm now back here. <laughs> so I had that feeling. And so I thought, I need to end this feeling. I need to not have this feeling again. This is not me. And if this is not me, why am I living this life? That's a question I think everyone should ask. Look at the life you're living. Is this you? Is this what you've always wanted for your life? If it's not, you can change that. You have the power to change that. So why not do it? So that's what I did. I thought, right, I need to, I need to make a way and to find out a way that I can go on the road and not have to come back and work not have to have a boss, <laughs> not have to, I wanted to eliminate all of those things from my life. So I knew it would take a long time. 
I knew it would take a long time. And I've talked about this in the episode titled <sighs> something about money. Something, <laughs> something about money. But yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, 10 episodes ago, something like that. And so I, what did I do then? So I was still traveling quite a bit. I went to the States, I went to Brazil and everything. I went to a community in New York, went there for a little while. And yeah, it was cool. And so then I started working with my brother. So all this time, my brother has been in, uh, been in the UK and working. He's, he's uh, we, we both share this tattoo on our uh, upper arm and it's a, uh, a wolf with a python going around it, right? And so the idea is he is the wolf. He is the leader of the pack. He has three kids, you know? He is the leader of the pack. If anyone has a problem, they call him. He's that guy, right? He's the family man. And the python is one of the most solitary animals. It goes around and lives life by itself and by its own terms. And so it's the two of us. And so we, have, we both have that exact same, exact same tattoo, right? And so I started working with my brother as a tradesman, as a painter and decorator. <laughs> and uh, I, like I said, working class. And so that's what I did and working a lot. We worked, my brother worked 16 hour days, man. The guy's a savage. And so we worked a lot. And whilst I was doing this, I, was, I set up the podcast. If you listen to the first episode, that's the 4th of April, 2016. Here comes a plane. That's, and so then I was, that's when I was just getting into it. That's when I was, right, I need to, I need to figure something out. I need to do something. From that, I started talking to people about podcast editing, right? And so I started editing podcasts. This is where the university degree comes in. This is where all the stuff that I accidentally learned in uni, because that was not the reason I went there. That was where all the stuff from that came in. I was like, man, I can use this. I can use my skills that I have and, and you know, maybe build something. So I started doing that and I met a guy from Columbus and he was starting a company doing the same thing, doing podcast production, right? And so I talked my way into the company as I talked my way into everything. And then from there, it grew and grew and grew. And over the uh, over the next two years, I was working hard and then working really, really hard on the side, uh, the side hustle, they call it. And this is, uh, I'd, I'd very much suggest this, take some time, it will take some time. And work on it as a side business for the, for the time being and then build it and build it and build it until it can surpass what you're earning in your nine to five. You know, it's a lot of work. It's, you will sleep four hours a night for two years, but it's a lot of work. But if you have that mentality, if you, if the, what's the phrase? I can't remember what the phrase is, but if your reason for doing something is good enough, then you will get it done. If you're, if you're failing to do something and you keep trying and you, you keep, I mean, if it's failure based on, based on your own motivation and you keep on, you know what I mean? Then your reason isn't big enough yet. You're, you're not in the hole enough yet. As soon as you are, like if you're trying to lose weight, man, if you're trying to lose weight and then you find out at 9 p.m. <laughs> that you just buy a pack of biscuits and you eat them, right? Your why isn't big enough yet. You, you aren't, at, you aren't at, at rock bottom yet. <laughs> some, some people like, think this, this isn't true. But, and I think it's not true all the time, but sometimes it is, right? <laughs> Useless information. So, <laughs> so that's what I did. And then at the end of that, I bought a motorcycle. Her name was Gloria. <laughs> she was christened Gloria. And then I started out on this trip. Started out on this trip. And if I look back on, on those things in my life that I've just summed up in 20 minutes, man, it's weird. I've left a lot of stuff out. There's a lot of key moments in there. But that's a kind of... I tried to go at it as a, as a kind of, this is where my, my views come from, in a sense, you know? So this is where the person that I am was formed. This is what I was formed from, right? Because we're formed from ideas, right? 
that is my life history. I've missed out a lot of things. It's, oh man, it's weird. I, I instantly don't like this episode. I actually paused it there for like, I listened back. I just listened, to, listened back to everything I, everything I did. And I was like, man, is this good enough to, to post? And if you guys don't like this episode, I, I appreciate that. Fine. <laughs> I completely understand. I don't know. I don't feel good about it. But this brings me on to, <laughs> this is kind of funny. You know, I like this. This brings me on to a review that we had here at the show, right? I don't, to be honest, I don't read a lot of the reviews, right? Because I don't know. I don't. I, like, if you want to tell me something, then just tell me, man. Just message me. It's cool, right? So we had a review. I think our first negative review, right? This is great. I love this, right? So the, the review comes from, I didn't get his name. I didn't write down. So it was, the, the title for this review is, you'll love this, hard to listen to. Fair. Entirely fair. I understand completely what you're saying. <laughs> And the review says, this podcast would be much easier to listen to and shorter if you didn't constantly repeat yourself. (laughs) Very annoying. (laughs) So again, that was, this podcast would be much easier to listen to. That was much easier to listen to, right? And shorter if you didn't constantly repeat yourself. Constantly, right? Repeat yourself. Very annoying. (laughs) Sorry, as soon as I got it, I wanted to do that. So cool. Thanks for that. Right, let's get on to some questions. Where's my phone? Right, questions for today. If you want to ask a question, it is Instagram at Backpack Digital. If you don't have Instagram, my number, my actual phone number is plus 44774588947. Right, we have a question from infinity underscore nightshade that's like the coolest name ever that sounds like a like a gothic band uh she i need to find out genders before it yes bianca she says thanks for the podcast thank you very much listening to it now making me feel amped for europe in a few weeks have you vanned around there what apps can't you live without while traveling europe hope you're having a lovely day i am having a lovely day this podcast has kind of brought me down a little bit again i'm sorry if you think it sucks <laughs> so yeah um let's have a look have you vanned around there? i haven't vanned around there but i'm uh biking around there so it's similar similar i'm using a tent instead of a van and a bike instead of a bigger engine so yeah i'd I'd say yeah same thing really what apps can't you live without while traveling around europe great question first off this is a new app for me and i recently heard someone else mention it and it is it's absolutely brilliant if any of you guys are using the weather app on the iphone or or whatever phone you're on then come on man what are you doing so this app is called dark sky right dark sky it's a weather app right it's badass. I think it costs like a pound or something, right? It's so good. It will tell you, like, it's just got the standard weather thing. And then if you swipe to the right, it'll do your, your seven day forecast, you know, forecast. And then you can see wind, you can see rain. But then if you swipe to the left, right, you can see a big old map of the world, a big old globe, right? And uh, I'm just outing myself there as a flat earth denier, right? <laughs> And so in this globe, you can uh, zoom in, right? And then you can see 
you can scroll on the bottom uh, through the days, right, and through the times of the day, right, and it will show you the the rain. It's kind of a blue orb, and you can see how it's moving over where you are, and you can see if it's catching you up, and all this stuff. It's all graphical. It's badass. And then you can go to temperature as well, so you can see the temperature of where you are or where you're going, and like that. Everywhere around, it's all like a big map with all these like a like a heat like a heat map, you know, in a sense. And then you can do that through the time, so you can see, oh, is it going to warm up tonight? And it's really good, man. I would thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it, man. It's super, super good. And the other one, if you're especially if you're vanning around Europe, this is absolutely perfect for vanning around Europe. It's called Park for Night. Four is the uh, number four, right? And it's great for camping. A lot of the time, it's perfect for RVing or motorhoming and vanning, especially, right? So you open up your map and you can see. I mean, they've got, uh, they've got parking places, which for vans is great, so you can park overnight and sleep there, right? And then it's got camping places, which is cool, but then it's got the one that I always look for, is the, I don't know what they call it, surrounded by nature, they call it, and this little picture of a tree, you click on it, people have, uh, people have stayed there, it's like in a, in a field or by a river or something like that, then there's pictures there, and they say they're usually friends, but French, but they're like, yeah, this place is really cool, here are some pictures, it's badass, you should go there. And there's reviews of the places, and that man... Yeah, I would thoroughly, thoroughly recommend that. So there's a couple of them for you. I'd recommend both of those. Well, there's actually some advice. That's like the first time someone sent in a question. I've given some advice. So there you go. <laughs> this next one comes from Amy Stranigan. She says, Hey, thank you so much for motivating me to get through my last few weeks of uni. Submitted, <laughs> submitted my dissertation today. Wow, that's awesome. Man, I remember doing my dissertation. <laughs> it was great. So uh, it... Uh, it killed itself. It, it deleted itself. <laughs> no, it didn't delete itself. My computer died. And so I had no dissertation like three days before it was uh, due. So I had to do it uh, over like <laughs> three days. <laughs> Your podcast motivated me and kept me focused during the most stressful time and made me commit to my plans for after uni whilst everyone else applies for graduate jobs. Love that, man. Love that. Like I said, when, you're, when you have those plans and you have that want to do something, you have that drive, you will get anything done, man. Where are we? Um, worked three jobs last summer along with working all through uni. Oh, there's another one come through. Along all through uni to save for this. Man, that's amazing. Anyway, she says, planning Malaysia, August, then New Zealand, January for foreseeable future. If you've been, any recommendations would be so appreciated. Uh, appreciated. Sorry for a long message. Really enjoying hearing about your adventures around Europe. After visiting Italy a few times, I really love it. So first off, I haven't been to Malaysia or New Zealand, so I can't give any advice. I wouldn't want to give any advice. Uh, if you're in New Zealand and flight the Concords are playing, go and see them. That's all I got. <laughs> if you guys have been to uh, New Zealand or Malaysia, then send through some uh, send through some advice. If you want to get in touch with Amy, I don't know whether she wants me to do this, but if you want to get in touch with Amy and send her some advice, it's Amy Stranigan, A-M-I-E-S-T-R-A-N-N-I-G-A-N. Give her some advice, man. If there's something you uh, think she should go to or th think she should see. Uh, I think I'll leave it at this uh, next one for today. So, hey, Hayden, this is from Winging the World. Nice. Hey, Hayden, how's it going? It's going well, thank you. It's going super well. I started listening to your podcast way back in season two during a trip to Morocco, and I love it. Myself and my boyfriend have been saving for the last two years, and our new trip is finally on the horizon. We're walking the Camino de Santiago. Nice. Checking out Portugal. Uh, Sean is actually doing the Camino de Santiago next, uh, or this summer, actually. So if you're doing it in summer, then uh, maybe you'll see if you see someone that looks kind of either a cross between a Mexican and Chinese and kind of 
Portuguese and Italian and, and you can't really tell where he's from, that's Sean. Checking out Portugal and then flying over to South America. Nice. Your Brazil talk has kept me focused while I've been working the nine to five. Love that. Love that. I love that you're going to, I think you, you said South America. So maybe you're going to Brazil as well. If you go to Brazil, go to, um, go to the north and go to a place called, well, it's near a place called San Luis, S-A with a squiggle, O, L-U-I-S. And near there in Maranhão, there's, uh, there's a place, oh, I guess it's a place, but it's a, it's a thing called Lensois, which is L-E-N-C with a little squiggle, uh, O-I-S. And that means like blankets or duvets, you know, something like that. And it, it's, imagine, imagine Tatooine. Right, the, where Luke Skywalker was born, right? But then if you go over one of the dunes, then you see like this crystal clear lake and then you, you go over another one, you see, it's, look for, uh, I've said this before, look, look for pictures on, on Google uh, images. Amazing, Lensois. Uh, she continues to say, I started a travel blog a couple of years back designed to show a more honest side of travel. I appreciate that. Written by someone who doesn't have a clue. That's cool, man. Despite being afraid of pretty much everything, I'm determined to live my fullest life. Man, you don't know how much I love hearing that. That's so cool, man. A lot of people, a lot of time, a lot of time, a lot of the time, people accept what they're given. And as we know, I'm not a big fan of that. So I love that you're doing that despite your fear. That's great. I recently did a post, uh, she says, on getting out of your comfort zone. And I will, I will put that link in the show notes. And uh, yeah, which is something I find pretty hard, but I'm getting there. I just wanted to let you know that despite the ramblings, which I love, <laughs> cool, I'm spreading your message and encouraging others to throw their bag over. Thanks for the inspiration. Love hearing about your journey. Happy travels. So I'll put that link in the show notes and it is wingingtheworld.com. That's the, the website that it comes from, but I'll put that specific post in the show notes. Thank you for listening today. <laughs> I, when I stopped this halfway through, I was like, man, should I just redo this? Like, I, I wasn't too happy with it. But I listened back and it's like, man, everything's there. I, I was thinking, I, am I just bored because it's my story? You know what I'm saying? So if you guys hate this episode, I understand. <laughs> I'll be back, but we will make up for it. We will make up for it next week when my mother will be in town and she's going to dispel some of the things that I said. Like, that didn't happen. <laughs> and I've got a bunch of questions that it's going to be a Q&A with the old mother. That's right. Old. I know you're listening. <laughs> So it's going to be a Q&A and it's going to be really, it's, it's really going to be good. So n- until next week, it's been fun talking to you. Until next week, thank you for your questions and comments. Please bring them in. This is your last chance to get questions in for me, mother. Whatever you want to ask her, whatever you want to ask. If there's something you listen to today on my history, if you want to clarify something like, what was she thinking when this happened? What were her thoughts when I was doing this? You know what I mean? Then let me know, bring in those questions. And I'll talk to you guys with my mother <laughs> next week. Have a good one.